Welcome to Ladbroke Spring Breakfast. Text the show anytime. 0499-736-736. Hello everybody and good morning wherever you might be. I trust it's a good one because the weekend is here and it is big. All thanks to Ladbrokes. I'm Cam Luke. If you're watching us via Ladbrokes live channels, hello to you. You're very lucky. SEN Track Radio Network, you're listening. You know what to do. Drop us a text. 0499 736 736. First things first, best bets, crystal ball, all the great racing, all the banter. Campbell Brown in the house. Great to to be here. Another fantastic uh, weekend of racing coming up. Is this new? It is new. I like it. Yeah, bad donkey. Bad donkey. Yeah. What brand is that? Um, no, it's actually not Scotch and Soda. So Knocked just, me down <laughs> with a feather. They don't make um, rogue jumpers <laughs> like this. But, uh, no, very exciting. Hamo, good to see you. Yeah, well, Australia's greatest around. race day. Australia's greatest yeah, race day. I like you. You know, um, when you look at action every few minutes and and this, um, this alignment that mm. the Melbourne Racing Club, they had their launch last night. Mm. Um, terrific event in clement weather. Um, was it? Quinny. We would no. know. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, you did, you, did you go, okay, was it, Quinny? Oh, I didn't get an invite. Oh, geez, neither did we. No, well, that's, no, well, I'm that, glad. So okay. that's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said no. He, he, uh, oh, oh, we had a... We had a, we had a um, it looked good on socials anyway. Good team there. It was a very loud event. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, um, yeah, it was very energetic. So... Um, Emma's starting to show his age. Yeah. When you start to talk about events <laughs> being loud, oh, it's listen. a concern. It was an intimate <laughs> setting because of the weather. It was absolutely... <laughs> yeah. Bucketing down outside, and I got I drew right next to a speaker. Yeah, okay. which was. Uh, but the food not was good. good. You said there was plenty of eye candy. <laughs> no, I didn't say Winnie. I didn't. You said that. Jeez, yeah. You said it looked like the, from what I saw on the socials, it was really good. So now, hello to you, Nick Quinn. There you idiot. Stars, um. <laughs> but hello to you. Before we actually get into anything, just on that, Hamo, was there any talk about the track last night? Because I am interested to see how it plays out over the next 24 hours. Plenty, plenty of rain in Melbourne the last 24 hours, but I think it's going to fine up today. So I'm assuming the track's going to be really good. Well, Soft five could fall tomorrow? Yeah, well, there was, there was obviously plenty of rain, but yeah, I mean, the forecast suggests that there'll be enough time for it to dry out yeah, a bit. Perfect. But I, I think we're going to be in that middle range, though. Mm, okay. Um, and we'll get to it soon, but, mm. gee, I think it only increases my confidence around militarised. <laughs> like, the edge off is going to help yeah. militarise, and a few others, but yeah. particularly him. To be fair, Hammer, we don't care right now about the few <laughs> others. We're all about militarised, well, to be fair. Well, there's two key things for our long-range play on militarised <laughs> oh, for the Ladbrokes It Makes me nervous because you led us into it in autumn and here we are only a couple of weeks out. Well, <laughs> one is him winning and the yeah. second thing is Amelia's dual garner Sydney. So, so. It's, it, this, this is, it, it's, a, it's a really, I know you're going to get to it. We'll get to Nick Quinn first. Quinny, hello to you. Hello, Cam. How are you doing? I'm a bit lost. Why? Well, Gabby's not here before we start the show. She gets my phone and she puts it on so the notifications don't come through. Mm. I don't know what to do now, so I'm turning to water. So, Gabby, don't ever leave the show again, please. <laughs> so, notifications are coming through? Yes. Okay. Called flight mode. Yeah, I, look, look, yeah. look, Gabby does this whiz-bang thing where the texts come through but nothing pops up on the phone. Just yeah, so you put, oh, here, give me the phone. No, 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 you're over 40, you won't know. <laughs> Please, uh, you know what, if you're getting technology lessons from this man, you are in a bad way. Uh, let's get into it then yeah. because there's a lot to get into. Yes. 0499 736 736, all thanks to Ladbrokes. We might start with you, Hamo, first things first because you do have a good one. Yeah. On the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast, first things first. Well, for me, it is the importance of this Guineas. Like, I think it's a really, really strong uh, Caulfield Guineas. And I also think that, you know, we've seen really good three-year-olds come through this race and 
play a massive factor in the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. I think this is going to be an absolutely perfect example of it. So I think militarised, we're hearing Stepati if he runs well. They're keen to go on and, and continue to live their dream and take take part in the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. So for me, the Guineas will reshape the market for the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. So remember a couple of weeks ago when we started this show in this particular season and Hamo's first things first was to whack me because I had said the Guineas will be the better race on the day over the Everest. Mm -hmm. Anything else? An uh, apology or anything? Like apologise. Well, yeah, it hasn't rained, so you can't apologise. It feels better, though. Yeah. I've still bought the oh, I wish hey, I'd win jacket I, I, here today. I'm so. not diminishing the Everest, which is going to be a great race, but this Guineas is a shaper. You've got militarised Stepati. So you've got the Melbourne v Sydney thing that we like to buy into. You've got a horse like King Colorado, who has got a real bit of X factor about it. You know, Myron Mar uses have four horses four. in the race, which gives and them you, a hand as you've well. Also, you, you're right. I, they're close. They're closer than they would have been when you said that a few weeks ago. No, so. but this, this this was, always, read the this was always going to happen. You've got the David and Goliath thing. Stepati, yeah. you know, the battlers from yeah. the bush against the, the huge operation yeah. that, that owns and races militarised. So. I'm, I'm nervous for Sonata the town. Like, if Stepati wins the Caulfield <laughs> Guineas and goes I'm to the I'm nervous about where Rick McIntosh got in. He's not calling well, we've tomorrow, heard him right? at the end, of, the end of the big races at the Bull. <laughs> Imagine I, him at the end of Caulfield I, Guineas Day. I don't, where, where, where are they tomorrow outside of Caulfield? Because I, I hope to Well, he won't be race. working for a month. Yeah, I hope Next he's not there. We'll he better be, the we better see him tomorrow, SEN track, Rick McIntosh. Trackside, because it'll be really disappointing if they're stuck somewhere else. <laughs> um, a lot of things, it's a big race, it's a, it's a it, it, fun it's race. A, it's a massive race, and um, my first things first has nothing to do with the actual racing side mm -hmm. of things. It's the mythology uh, around the model shot. Now, everyone in racing knows they don't want to talk about yeah. it, but it exists. Yeah, absolutely. You get a photo in the Herald Sun or the, the Daily Mail before <laughs> a big age. race day, the, the age, age. <laughs> yeah, as well. It's another right? one. Your horse can't win. I've been tracking it for years yeah. now, and the mark, I've been told, you know, by the VRC, we can't mm. talk about it. I'm going to put it all on display. I right agree. Now. They've changed tact, yeah. trainers, because they know about this curse. They're now offering up clerks of the course <laughs> instead of racehorses, <laughs> right? We see Annalise Dallins and, and Josh Dacos there. That's a clerk of the course. Is it really? Aaron Holland, clerk of the course. We've seen them slightly. Manoeuvre towards tra trainers now. We but what's the relevance of the clerk of the course? Like, we can't they, bet on it. I know, but they want the photo with the horse and the model there for the shoot, right? But but no trainers are refusing to deliver their horses. So they've changed tack, they've pivoted. Yeah. They've got Catherine Coleman doing some shots mm -hmm. as well. And you go, oh, well, that's sort of not a model, it's a trainer. Um, Bonnie Anderson, last year, horse beat. Mon Conti, horse mm -hmm. beat. Um, Jennifer Hawkins. Delta Goodrum, you go back through history, the horses all get rolled. Now, it's my firm belief <laughs> it's, it's... that Kieran Ma and Dave Eustace are offering up a horse for a photo shoot right now as we speak. They've got four. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not King Colorado or, or Centrefire because that's who I'm tipping. Because if it's in the Herald Sun tomorrow, it can't win. So do you believe, I, I've heard this whisper, and I don't want to go with it with any names attached to it because I refuse to do that, but I, I believe there is a fine cotton scandal starting to brew that trainers are now sending ring pseudo ring-ins down to photo shops. Yep. They could put our horse Maxim, and who's the worst of the 900 yeah. in their stable. Pete Moody so. was, was smart. He had the, the twins doing a shoot the other day and um, gave them a horse unnamed, refused to name yeah. who it was. So See, the, the, smart. It is smart. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought I had to put it on the agenda here because it's been, it's been whispering in the corners for far too long. <laughs> and now I'm going to start tracking it. 
proper data, getting the photos. Spreadsheet. Yeah, I'm going to start so all that. It, does it only apply if it's the real horse there? What if you? So if you put in the stunt double. Does it remove the mock? True. Like if you say that's yeah. Cenefi, but really it's it, it's a maiden out of the stable, yeah. does the mock still apply? Yeah, well, it, it does, and we, we would need to get to the bottom of all that sort yeah. of stuff well, that's, that's, on, that's, so. well, a couple of years ago, they had a, before the Everest, a couple of weeks, might have been the week of the Everest, they had a, a, a photo shoot or a photo, they had a video shoot where Rowan Browning, Australia's fastest man, actually did a sprint against the horse, and it was said to be lost and running. And it wasn't lost and running. So it was ran as, oh, you know, Rowan Browning takes on Ross, lost and running, who's going towards the Everest. And when Rowan Browning beat said horse, yeah. uh, he drifted into market. So I tell you, I tell you this, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, with, I'm sending out ring-ins. I'm not sending. It took me a little while to, to jump on your bandwagon. But your detailed research and your ability to be able to continually be proven correct suggests that trainers and owners... So your owners should be given it. Yeah, absolutely well. they are. If, if if a trainer calls and said, "Ha, oh, you know, we're going to take your horse out for a photo shoot with Just a model," flat no, flat no. And the data around horses that are photographed the day or two before a big race mm -hmm. that come out and win is less than five percent, according to my numbers. Well, well, it's way less than five percent because I can't remember one doing it. I reckon an Oaks. I reckon an Oaks winner. You reckon? Yeah, one a few years. Maybe Candace Warner had the photo or something like that, which pains me. But um, <laughs> no, no, just because I didn't back the horse. Oh, right, right, right. Good, good save. Jeez. Good save. Quinny, how do you want to start this for you? <laughs> no, I'm going to change tact a little bit here. I'm going to talk about the Melbourne Cup parade because there's been some alarming whispers throughout the course of the week. It's under siege. And I just think this would be another example of jeopardising our sport to please those that are never going to be behind us anyway. So we've got to stick that. We've got to stick with the Melbourne Cup parade. It's imperative to get through to the youngsters. They love the day. They love the colour. To see these champions and to give these superstar athlete, jockeys and trainers their time in the sun to celebrate. Mm. It can cut through to the wider sporting Fans who do enjoy the Cup Parade, who might only watch the Melbourne Cup, but then they You've take in the in Cup it, Parade as well. You've been in it, a few been in times. it many, many times. Waved out <laughs> of some what? of those cars. It's fantastic. So You've been in the Melbourne Cup Parade. Stick with the parade. <laughs> stick fat. Racing's got to stand up for itself. I will just so uh, it's it's important. I think the biggest issue with this whole story is the way the VRCs handled it. Agreed. So there will be some event. It won't be the Cup Parade. The genuine reason for it, because I dug into this last night, all the right people were at the function, apart from you guys. So, and I dug into this issue, and it is legitimately... Well, have you driven through Melbourne? Yeah, it's but they've just, got the grand final. But how can they have a grand final parade, though? And not well, the... it's slightly different. But how? Because they do one little side street or something. But and, and look, plus, if they tinker with it, that's fine, final. but they can't bow no, to the there, do-gooders. There's, there's going to be an event. But what should have happened is the VRC should have got on the front foot here. They've allowed the narcs to control yeah. the narrative around yep. this and spread this myth that the narcs have had cut through mm. and they've eliminated the cup parade. It's absolute rubbish. It's not true. But we haven't... We're, we've been reactive about it instead of setting the agenda of the conversation to say, unfortunately, we won't be able to have a traditional cup parade. It'll be back next year. But because Melbourne looks like Beirut at the moment, we can't actually have... 
the parade as normal. Steve Rushdie rang SEN track Ga Ga Gareth Hall giddy up on, I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday morning when his story broke or got legs on 3AW and, and suggested as such. But you are right. Got to come straight out and go, no, this is an incorrect story that is doing the rounds on 3AW or I think it was Neil Mitchell or Harold Sun, whoever it might have been got it digitally because it does. It does. It, it gets an absolute amount of momentum. And right now, People, maybe not the people listening or watching us because they are a bit more in tune with the horse racing world, but the neutral fans, the ones that we continually talk about to try and grow the game, are sitting back going, oh, hang on a second. Well, maybe there is something in this cruelty to the animals thing if all of a sudden they're stopping in parade because a few people said this, that and the other thing. So you're right. They but need to be stronger. It should have been a joint statement from the VRC and the Melbourne, Melbourne City together saying... Unfortunately, because of these circumstances, mm -hmm. we're going to have an abridged version of the Cup, but we're all committed to having it back in its entirety next year. And the news that it's not happening has been much louder than the news that it yeah, is happening. Absolutely. It was allowed to. Yeah. But so that's what, that's, to. That's Instead what of happens. getting on the front foot yeah. and owning it, yeah. um, we've been chasing our tail yeah. as a racing that's industry a to try and quell, quell all of the rumours. So where does it sit... Is it is it anything on at all on Melbourne? No, there, there uh, again. Am I in it? Again. Well, <laughs> well, can we get to the bottom of this? Yeah, Why been, have you been in it? Look, it is very enjoyable. No, I've no I was doubt. with Gay Waterhouse one year. Really? A little car, everyone was waving. Yeah, you know what you need to do? You need to do the numbers on Quinny being in a car and how the horse has gone I'll the tell next you how day. it went. It was Oh, are you joking? Yeah, yeah. no. Hey, so, my apologies there for we taking go. it all back. Be like, <laughs> it's like a, a cox in a what? rowing boat. He doesn't... No, they don't actually do anything. Yeah, there they are, full front and... and yeah. The same cab space drop then with Camelike with oh, a like cox on him. Oh, you still get the, the parade. The button, he was reaching for it. <laughs> hey, we said worse on this station, just not maybe at quarter past eight on a Friday morning. Uh, my first things first is congratulations to all. Because I have been dead against this whole... And people just complain for the sake of it, right? There's negative people out there. Oh, you can't have big races in Melbourne on the same day they're on Sydney and all this vice versa. Well, someone think of the jockeys. Well, you know what? I haven't heard much of this. We are going into Australia's greatest race day tomorrow. We have any King Charles where we have the best miler in the country taking on, you know, some real good international horses. We've got the Everest, which is the best sprint race in the world. And in Melbourne, we've got a Caulfield Guineas that is full of intrigue. And the Turek Handicap, who may well have a horse that is about to take all before in Amelia's Jewel. And I haven't heard one this week. And this is, I think, us, the media, need to take some responsibility for this, for feeding into the negative narrative at different times. I, I, I for one, as a horse racing lover and a punter, do not really care where certain jockeys are. Jockeys have to make decisions, like all pro athletes, right across the world when it comes to their careers. Some have to stay in Sydney to ride a particular horse. Some go to Melbourne. But they make the call based on their, their preference and their excitement around a particular horse. No one whinging. Melbourne Racing Club done it brilliantly. Racing New South Wales done it brilliantly. And it now leads to the perfect storm tomorrow. And I thank all of you and congratulate you in and out of the racing game for not sulking about the fact that we've got great racing in two states on the same day. Uh, well said. Um, I've got to credit Shane Anderson with this, but he did a tweet during the week saying $31.5 million of prize money on offer up in Sydney over the weekend, yet only one horse is in the current top 50 in the world. I wish I win. Is that, is that a concern at all, that we, we are pushing up prize money and it's the richest race, but we can't 
quite get the best here well, from those, overseas. Those ratings are very strange. So how Mr Brightside mm. isn't rated the top 50 in the world for mine is simply just wrong. Yeah, and, and the other thing about it is that um, you go through cycles, don't you? I mean, only a few years ago we had a stack in there when, you know, Nature Strip and Eduardo were at the top of their game and we had other horses coming through, you know, very elegant and that at the same time. So I think we're regenerating a little bit at the moment. I wish I wins there, but this is... This is a changing face of an Everest, isn't it? Like, and we spoke about it on the lab, how we'll, we'll get into digesting the race soon, but we've had three years of these star speedsters setting a frantic pace in it, and there, there may not be any pace in this Everest, you know? Firstly, there will be, but I understand exactly <laughs> what you're saying. But Ladbrokes, Ladbroker, download the Ladbrokes app today. You win some, you lose more. Make sure you get to us on the other side of this because it is time to get into the Everest and the Caulfield Guineas as we work into a Friday morning on Labroke Spring Breakfast. Here's the Labroke Spring Breakfast. Good morning to you, wherever you might be. Adam Hamilton, Nick Quinn, Campbell Brown and Cam Luke. Make sure you let broke it. Huge weekend and we get stuck into the Caulfield Guineas right now. Ripping race, Melbourne v Sydney. Ma Eustace have a big hand with four of them. But the best three-year-olds in the country to go at it. And the Labros Cox Plate, as Hamo spoke about, does get a little bit more shaped after a three-year-old stands up and delivers. Nick Quinn with the Labros Market. What's it look like? Militarise, a clear favourite now at $2.90. The party on the second line of betting at four. Then a bit of a jump out to King's Colo King Colorado, who's a $9 chance. She light at 13 with Wolfie. Wolfie 26 into 13 through the week. V8, a $15 chance, then $19 or better the rest. I'm tipping Militarise to win, but I think the gap at the top of the market's getting a bit too big between Militarise and the second elect Insta Party. Which way are you leaning? Uh, well, I uh, am looking... I think there'll be some value. Um, Militarise mm -hmm. might win the race because mm -hmm. it's too good, but I still think that some of these horses are, are over the odds. Um, Centrefire, I think, I tipped at last start, and it, it was a bold front running ride. It hit the front and almost stole mm -hmm. it. Gee, got collared was raving right. about its work the other day. Yeah. Um, and so, naturally, uh, you know, you think it'll, it'll step up to the mile and, and run a really strong mile. The other one that uh, I got some mail yesterday, and Hello. you'll probably agree with the, the way that mm. the market is. Um, Wolfie. Um, worked with regards to Marine, put three to four lengths on that horse through the line, sh and um, Shin chose him over a couple of other rides, goes close. What, what's it been? Yeah, 26 into 13. I went out to Nick Ryan's stable throughout the course of the week. The entire camp is just buzzing about this galloper. Now, he was sensational winning at Flemington last time out. Yes, it's a big jumping grade. Yeah, it is. But this would be a wonderful story because mm. Nick Ryan, a former top jockey and now a top trainer, he's never won a Group 1 as either a jockey or a trainer. It would be so good to win his first group one in the Caulfield Guineas. And with this horse, because the ownership group, it's the horse owners that got him up and running initially. So a lot of the stable staff, they've got their parents in the horse, the owners that gave him a start, they're involved with this galloper. So it would be absolutely sensational. <coughs> this horse winning would be the best story in the race. There's the market mover for us. Yeah, $13, that's massive. And then obviously Centrify's $21. I just think that's massive overs. And you can play trifectas, first fours, whatever, but make sure those two are in there. Well, it's been a race... Which has been interesting because the money's been outside of the two favourites. Yeah. Like Militarise's been a little bit easy, 280 to 290. Stapati's been 350 to four dollars. This is since the barrier draw. And the money's been for those sort of twenty to one shots, led obviously by Wolfie. So but 
Um, King Co can King Colorado bounce back? Absolutely, he I can. I mean, you're a big King Colorado fan. I'm a Colorado huge King Colorado fan. fan. I, I actually think there's three horses in this race if you go to Labros Cox play, regardless of, of what happens. Now, if they all run well, I think Miller tries to win the race. <clears throat> I think Stepati will still go there as long as he runs well. And King Colorado, he's drawn nicely. He, he's drawn to get a really nice run in transit. I like him. I, I backed him last start as well as I did militarise in that Golden Rose. I thought the Winks... Probably, I, he, I, I'll argue this, Hammer. We have argued this. I still think he should have won the Winks first up. Ma Eustace, the Polish. I wouldn't stun me if all three of those ended up in a Labros Cox play. So it, it would not stun me. And just on Wolfie, a Guineas will be Nick Ryan's first Group 1 win as a trainer, but it'll be the Australian Guineas in the autumn with this horse. Because I think he's just getting okay. better. You love, I just you think he's getting better. Big I do, I do. And you know why I love them? Because traditionally I'm right. <laughs> but, like, really, I like him. He, he, he's worked through the grades. He, he got beat a couple of times early in his prep that surprised everyone yep. because the Guineas has been on the radar since day dot with this horse. He's getting better and better. I think he'll run well. I like him as a horse. But I think the autumn will even be better and that 1,600 metres at Flemington will suit him. So we know Mar and Eustace have got the four runners. Um, give, me, give me a reason why a couple of the longer shots in Griff, 26 into 20, Southport Tycoon, 26 into 20, why, why is there money for them? I mean, they're... they're They've surely got to improve a fair bit on what we've seen. I think Griff was not surprising, but the way that he won at the Mooney Valley three weeks ago on that Friday night, I think, not surprised, but impressed a few people. He was written a little bit upside down and was able to run it out really strongly. So I, I think the Mar Eustace polish probably helps a little bit with a bit of money and, and militarised probably being, never been in Melbourne, is probably at the bottom of the market when it comes to, you know, 280... What about to get 280? Getting short in 280. Stepati's yeah, already probably been back for a little while as well. Uh, big ownership, bit of the boom horse, a lot of excitement around it. So uh, that's why I think the punters are just shopping elsewhere. But I think as we get close to race time, people said it's a match race. I'm not saying it is a match race, but I think people will see it and the market will firm up a bit. Let's so play nearest the pin. That's what I was going to say. Nearest the pin, I want everyone to yeah. go around the table. What price does Militarise start and Stepati start? $3.30 for Militarise. Uh, so that'll be uh, half a point drifting out, and Stepati will be four bucks. Oh, I can't see him firming. <laughs> I reckon they're absolutely rock bottom right now, and as we get a bit closer, they'll, they'll drift out. It's not a high five emoji. This is me praying militarised gets a three thirty because I will go again. Will you? Responsibly, of course. Think I think he'll start at two fifty, two sixty. I think he will parade, sure. and people will dive in like Melissa Wu. I'm telling you, <laughs> seriously, oh, I think Gaines. he's going to present beautifully. I think he's the best horse in the race. And and people are worried about that gate. I, look, Animo jumped from 15 and he's just a really, really good horse. Really good horse. What yeah. price the party starts? Uh, what is he now, sorry? $4. Yeah, I think about four is where he'll probably be. I think having yeah, I, having I, the big I, ownership I think in the bus. Close. Um, Thank you, Adam. Uh, yeah. No, uh, oh. Look, it's hard to read. I, I think there'll be a late move for it, but yeah. I do think I do think between now and tomorrow, I think you'll get better than three dollars anyway. Yeah, I, I think Miltiah starts about three, and I think Step Hardy will start about five. You reckon five? Nah. Yep. I, I reckon he'll start about five dollars. Why so? Well, just I think there's a bit of a trend towards the, money the different form lines around this horse as well. So we've seen a lot of the experts say that the Sydney form. Rates better than this mm -hmm. Melbourne form that Stepati's come through. I think he's a terrific winning chance, but if you like him, my advice is wait, wait, wait. I think if you're backing best totem starting price, we'll see around five. Are, are you not worried? This is the thing for me, and we see this a little bit. There, there's such a great story, the Stepati story, which we alluded to yeah. earlier. Whole, I think it feels like the whole town of Sonata in, in re regional Victoria is on this mm. horse. They're all going to be on track. There's going to be a huge amount of buzz 
around this horse. You, every single time you bump into someone walking to Caulfield tomorrow, which we are all going to be there, someone's going to go, you know, geez, oh, no, 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 it's a, it's a party. Some party's flying. I, I would be stunned if... Now, I'm not saying he's going to get backed into favouritism, but, geez, if he gets out to 5 or 550... I may even have to have a little... Note. 100%. And that's the uh, thing. And I don't it's such a win, big field, you can back a couple. I think point. it's a good winning chance. And yeah. I think he will drift. I think he'll be the one that okay. will get out a little bit in the market between yeah. now and race time. You are the expert when it comes to markets. Absolutely more than me. I just, I just think there's going to be such a buzz on this horse. Mm. Too short, both of them. Really? Yep. Okay. Just like romantic Which, well, ways, and, 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 all right, we'll, There we we'll, go. We'll, we'll get to the price for next <laughs> week. No, when it's yeah, no, yes, no, you do. No you just texted me. Praise yeah. me for last week. No, that's fair oh, enough. That was from Camelot. Sorry. Fair enough. Well, you know what? One of us laid the Hong Kong champion and the other one back the $20 winner. And uh, old <laughs> Bad Ducky was part <laughs> of it. Uh, quick break for Ladbrokes. Plenty more than Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast. Let's On the other <laughs> side of this. Mama, I'm so hot to have a kick the the uh, it is a little bit nerve-wracking right now in the studio. It's not quite an earthquake, but someone's either trying to drill in or drill out of the Ladbroke Spring <laughs> Breakfast Studio right now. So we're going we're gonna to push on as the professionals that we are. Well, this is the last week when <laughs> you were sort of half-giving Jack Ginevan a bit of a clip and Hugh Fitzpatrick oh. came tearing down, opened yeah. the door, ran in, he's waving his arms frantically. What, what, yeah. what, what? And he goes, he's coming in here, stop putting him! Yeah. <laughs> then he walked out and Gabby just goes, oh, he's handsome. Who's yeah. that? I said, Gabby, focus, oh, oh, focus. Yeah. Uh, big effort by Jack Ginnivan last week, not just to come in and, and, and speak openly and honestly about horse racing and football, but he also got rid of three tags. Huey from the, uh, the SCN Track Digital Crew, yep. Jackson France, the producer, and Gareth Hall followed him everywhere he went <laughs> for 90 <laughs> minutes. So whatever defender he gets next year in any game he plays, it won't be anywhere near as Out bad those three, as last who's week. Who's the biggest diggers? Who's the biggest pest? I'm going to say Jacko in that situation only because he's a hardcore Collingwood fan. He had an excuse. The other two, actually, Gareth breaks for Brisbane mm. and wouldn't leave the Pies Premiership player alone. And, and Hugh just likes to jump on the bandwagon. He's <laughs> a bit of a star fan, isn't he? A little he bit. likes like to be that. around the success. Big shout out to Johnny O'Neill, who he loves. He loves Johnny O'Neill. What's uh, that word? Um, uh -oh. oh, is it sycophant? Oh, no, bad Donkey Brown goes bang. Uh, all right, Everest, let's get to it. Best sprint race. <laughs> In the world, and it is always intriguing. And the intrigue really went to a whole new level. As bad as it was, we're not going to see Giga Kick, but this is what this, this race can, can throw up, and the conversations change daily. In fact, the last slot wasn't even filled until Friday, Monday, rather, when Alcohol Free was in for you along. What's the market telling us? Um, open race. Think about it, a $4.40 favourite. I wish I win has been the big drifter since the barrier draw. Now all the way out to $5. Private $3.50 before the draw as well. Mm. And, and what, $4 out to 5 Ooh. Touch five fifty, And back into 5 Private Eye, six fifty, Cylinder, 9 In Secret, 11 Overpass, 12 Hawaii, 5 a $13 chance. Espiona, one for you, Adam Hamilton, currently at $15. Shinzo's been very soft, out to 17 Then a big jump, headed by Bella Nipitina, a $51 chance in a race with a long tail. We'll let you go, Hamo. The Labrokes Lab is up, where Adam Hamilton and myself dissect it. But uh, you go first, mate. Yeah. What are you making of this? Well, just got the stats through from the tr Ladbrokes traders. So 27.5% of the hold on Think About. Think about it. Uh, I wish I win still 24%. And then there's a big gap to the next overpass at $8. So, um, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's interesting, the money for Think About it. Look, I'm with, I'm with I wish I win. I have been all the way through. Um, he, he, obviously, the draw means... Well, it means two things. They, they can't get out and wind up, but he's going to posse a little bit closer. He has to from the draw. I think the... 
the difference between being three back on the inside to four back on the inside is really significant for his winning chances. And I think there's enough of a tail in this field to say that a few of them will be getting tired and wobbling and, and Luke Nolan will be able to sort of edge his way out at the right time. So uh, I was initially quite dismayed by the draw, but as the race is getting closer, um, I'm... I'm, I'm warming back to him. And Espiona, like, would this be one of those ones if Espiona did win the Everest, they'll put it on your tombstone, your comments about this horse? Well, <laughs> I, look, I'd have to admit I'm wrong if Espiona <laughs> can win an Everest, but let's be honest, Espiona can't win it. Oh, he's going, he's doubling down! No, he's doubling down! Jeez, I'll tell you what, risky call considering I believe he's currently in negotiations to go head-to-head -head with Chris Waller, so <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know where that would have been. Now, I, I, now this, I agree. With what you're saying, and when Peter Moody comes out and says we don't want the inside draw, then 24 hours later, he gets the inside draw. There's always going to be concern for it. And absolutely, had he have drawn seven or eight or nine, he would be the favourite, right? But if you have a look at the barrier draw, just where it sits right now, Overpass is right on his outside. He'll, he won't see Overpass out of the gates. Overpass will lead them out. On the outside of Overpass, if you have a look at a couple of these, where they're going to get, Espiona, I think, will go back. Right, so if Luke Nolan, it is up to Luke Nolan to be able to get off the fence relatively early. Now, it's easier said than done, but I think he's going to be able to do that. Cylinders in barrier four, again, another horse. Now, he may not lead, but he'll be prominent early. And this is why I think there'll be speed in the race, because I don't think Cylinder will, will want to sit outside overpass, but he'll go forward to mean a couple of horses, the Mizzou's of the world, might have to work. So the speed will be on. I think Luke Nolan can get off the fence relatively early if he jumps well. Now, he does have to probably be a bit more prominent early in the first furlong, maybe the first three or 400 metres. Then he can get off the fence and trail the horse into the race. Is it perfect? No. Is it a death knell to I wish I wins chances? Absolutely not. And if you still like him, which I do, Absolutely still have a little nibble, and the $5, I think, is a good price. Well, even $2.05 to run top three, where yep. it was $3.50 to win. I think it's quite simple. If he gets out in clear air, and I, I think he's the one to beat, but mm. you are going to have your heart in your mouth. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. But as I say, that now I've looked into it, that there's more of a tail to this Everest Absolutely field than there has been in the last couple of years, you know, like alcohol-free and things like that. I mean, obviously, it was a lovely horse over there, but hasn't translated to Australia so mm. far. So um, I, think, I think the gaps will come. Um, I do think it's going to need that tempo that there doesn't look to be on paper, but I know your theory around... Oh that will inspire jockeys to try and be a little bit more aggressive early. Than How many times do we see it? And not just in a 1,200-metre well, sprint race. When there's an established race. map, yeah. jockeys tend to ride to that map. Traditionally... But there is no established map in this no. race. So what's actually going to happen? Jockeys are sitting there going, all right, hang on a second, maybe I can get... If I jump well, I can just maybe get a cheap sectional. We or two. did yeah. hear this twice, though, and then Red Zell on both occasions came out and pinched two Everest. Yeah, but what, what happened on that particular day? The, the, the weather gods were against us... Fans, right? They were quite heavy tracks, right? Yeah, they were. We're not going to see heavy track tomorrow. Like, if they walk in a 1,200-metre Everest on a good four, I'll do a backflip next week on the show. Oh, I'd like to see that. There you go. So would I, actually. But what about the one. theory that the, the you know, the faster the tracks, the harder it is to, to run down leaders? Well, beca because I think that it's just about him being able to get off the fence. The, the pace in the race isn't a concern for me with... I He's got a massive chance over Passo, hasn't he? Because absolutely. $12.370. Absolutely. You think, like, he, we're all a little surprised mm -hmm. when when he was able to do what he did in Perth. And then he came back. I still think the benchmark run of his career is that 
performance where he nearly beat Giga Kick yeah. in Brisbane because he was savaged in front. They mm. came at him left, right and yeah. centre. And he still had the audacity he, to stretch Giga Kick right to the line. He's a very, very good horse. He's a very good horse. And he's at the absolute peak of his power. He is. Too, so, so and, and he's going to be in front. But that's still going to be in front with probably... Jockeys know this, Hamo, right? So they're not going to sit there and go, well, let's let Overpass have an easy lead in front because he will be gone at the top of the straight and they will find it tough to run him down. But he's not black caviar. They're not going to totally throw out their own tactics no. just to be up on speed no, with not, overpass. Not, not throw out their own tactics to stop overpass from winning the race, but you, you have to be have a mind as you're a jockey to say, well, hang on a second. Well, if we, we jump and my horse jumps pretty well out of the gates, I'm not going to snag it back and sit it, you know, three wide with cover just because, you know, we don't believe that we should be out pushing in the front. If overpass gets a really soft kill in front, he's going to be very hard to beat. So we talked about what price a couple of the favourites are going to start in the Caulfield Guineas. What price are, you know, I mean, if you... If you're not on I Wish I Win, and, and a lot of people might have played pre-post on this race, but if you're not on, are you thinking you'll get better than $5 or...? I, I think he'll start short in five. He, he's been the horse that everyone's lived for a so long period of time. you think the drift's happened? Drift's happened. You think you'll run favourite? I, 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 what, what is the favourite now? 440. Think nah, about it. I, I think they'll be pretty close to co-favourites, but think about it. Like, think about it will probably be about 450, 460, and I think I wish I win will get in. I, 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 I will play my hand. I'm on I wish I win, but I'm also backed in secret, who I think is the horse. She has been a big mover. What is she? $20 into $11. Mm. Mm. She's going to get a run that's at... Since the draw. Like, that's a really big move yeah. in a monstrous betting race Who are like you that. with? Uh, I've had my eye on one horse only in this, and it's been private eye right from the very start. Right. One, came out and won pretty well first up in the shorts, and... Um, I think the market's spot on. Are you already on? Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know. I think um, Joseph Pride, he, he knows the formula for the horse mm. second up. We haven't, exactly said, we haven't said enough last... about Joe Pride, have we? Like, that, this is a super performance <laughs> for a, you know, a, a, he's, a, he's a serious trainer, but he's tiny compared to the really big operations. And he's got, he's got first and third favourite in, in a... If Giga Kick's the best ever. horse in the country, which we thought, you know, was Sprinter, it ran at you know, less than half a length, mm -hmm. and privatised only come back better. So I think it's the horse that no, no one wants to talk about. You, you mentioned Joe Pride. 12 months ago, when he ran really well in the Everest and, and nearly got there, you know, 12 months off, and he had that really good spring. And remember the talk was about the versatility? You know, Joe Pride could train him for an Everest next year or he could yeah. train him for a Cox Plate. And he, clearly he's made the decision to... I'm not certain he could run a really strong 2,000, but I like the idea of it. And Joe Pride's like, you know what? I want to come back and get the job done. He's got another horse in the race that clearly can sometimes cloud your decision on, on certain horses. But he's like, you know what? Private Eye 1,200, think about it. I'm going to have them both ready to go. And if he's with little slightly different preparations. Has them both ready Why to go. Why isn't anyone talking about Private Eye? Mm. It hasn't budged in the market. Mm. No, uh, look, uh, and, and obviously... I mean, it's we know we know what Private Eye is going to do. I mean, it just consistently runs to the same level, doesn't it? But I guess my argument with that is, the best version of I Wish I Win is better than the best version of Private Eye in my mind. So I think, I think if you're going to be backing Private Eye, you're relying on I Wish I Win underperforming yeah. or having mm. a little bit of bad luck because yeah. that 127 on the racing and sports rating that he got to winning at this track and distance in the TJ Smith would win him this Everest. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. What I also say, I'm not sure, and you're the Twitter expert out of the four of us. Thank you. Did you see Hammo last night tweeting in Labrokes Lab and like just tagging in every single person that's ever been related to I Wish I Win? 
Oh, so I had, had to work through everything. Oh, why can't I start? Da, 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 da. All the way. There it is. There it is. And just for people at home, I actually offered Hamo $500 for that jacket a couple of weeks ago, and he declined it. What would he do with $500? Honestly. Show us support for him. He gives $500 to the bloke that washes the windscreen when he stops the wind. The show for actually stops. He actually told me a story the other day. Actually, I'll tell it off. No, come on, tell it now. No. I hate ironing. I absolutely hate ironing. It's the worst job that I possibly do. I have a great job everywhere else. Mining, I hate it. And I said to him, I hate ironing shirts. He goes, you know what? I met this woman once in St Kilda and she ironed the shirt for me. One dollar a shirt. And so he had an ironing lady for six years. Yeah, but her, it was a side hustle yeah. for her because she was the, she ran the nail salon <laughs> down in the corner and she saw me walking the home only, with the dry cleaning and the, said, I knew you better do The only man to go to get his nails done... <laughs> with his shirt being no, on. He's another, a genius, this man. He's a genius. Good friend of yours loves nail salons, too, oh, doesn't he? No. Uh, <laughs> now, you've got your glasses, which I mean you've got the double up oh, no. here. Right. What are you doing I here? Hit the board last week as well. Yeah. I will get the goggles because, you know, that don't they always go quickly? They certainly do. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with mine. Yep. So mine is both for these to run top four. Private Eye, I've showed my hand there. I think it's an unbelievable good play for top four. And Ayrton, Ooh. unbeaten at Caulfield. It's you're my... forgiving of Ayrton, though. Yeah, oh, I know. I know I'm, with Brownie. I'm with what? Ayrton. First up, back to the track that uh, Ayrton loves. Unbeaten there. Top four only. Three bucks. I think that's... Um... That's a really good price. I, I, I'm not. I'm not potting yours, but two fifty. I wish now, I went and militarised. You've got to sit down when you read this one. Well, how is this? That's unbelievable. Top, both these runners well, to finish on top four. Top it's four. Been a, it's I'll been be honest. I think it's a laborious trade to get in the LT winer after this. Is it meant to be a dollar fifty? Yeah, that's a mistake, isn't so it? So two dollars fifty. You sure? Both. I wish I win Randwick race seven and militarise Caulfield race nine to finish. Top four. Yeah. That's amazing. Two dollars fifty. Now, yeah. is it militarised? No, it's no. there's no cap, so you can gamble wow. responsibly, of course. But you're allowed to have on what you want. Now, my theory here is you're taking two fifty on. I wish I win to finish top four. Yeah. Because militarised, I would be something would have to go wrong mm -hmm. for militarised oh. to not finish Let's top touch four. Let's so there we go. Two fifty. I wish I win top four. Very keen on that. Now, these markets can be found under the Ladbrokes app, Racing Extras. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Doesn't it just deflate the balloon when you give the tips, then you read the chances are you're about to lose? I, I, the chances are a little less you're about to lose <laughs> yeah. at $2.50 on... Top four. Yeah. yeah. Right I, I'll be honest, I legit like that more when Quinny hasn't got his glasses on. He's got no idea. <laughs> What the hell's on the I screen? couldn't see it two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm like this, and then he's pointing. There's a big screen on my left. Best bets, crystal ball, and plenty more to come on the other side of this. It's a Ladbroke spring breakfast show. Good morning. <laughs> right around Australia, good morning to you. Ladbroke's live channel one. Hello. SCN Track Radio Network is how you listen to us, and it's time to listen in. Because it's best bet time, big weekend of racing, Australia's greatest race day. It is going to be jam-packed. Winners, Caulfield, winners in Sydney, headlined by the Everest. In fact, Nick Quinn, you can go first. I will need to go first, and I will need a little bit of additional time. So lucky our superstar Darcy's got the computer ready to go, because the graphic's going to be pretty jam-packed this week. Everest, win bet. I wish I win. So these are best bets? Yep. Ruffy, Shinzo. The best bets. Yes. Yes. Shinzo. Caulfield. We haven't mentioned Shinzo. Race five, number two, Uncommon James. Mm -hmm. Race seven, number one, Alligator Blood. 
Race 10, number three, Amelia's Jewel. A couple of each way bets. Race 6, number one, Ayrton. And race 3, number four, Military Mission. We also go to Sydney. Yes, I'm casting a wide net. These are best bets. This is just horses you like. This is just unbelievable. This, I, I've never How been... How many tips? No, oh, I'm, I'm up and about. I've been doing this for two days just trying to find winners for the SEN family. Best bets. We can get it nice and early. Race 1, number three, Cleveland. We then go race 3, number Cleveland. four, Arctic Glamour. And then we come home with a bang. Race 9, number two, Mr. Brightside. Two each way for the battlers. Oh. We have Snowman, race four, number eight. Well, that form and does look lucky good. lucky last, Renaissance Woman, race ten, number four. Stick with me, punters, and it will be a fruitful Saturday. The Snowman form does hold up after last week when Riff Rocket just went bang and belted them at Flemington. So I'm with you. On, uh, is it time, Hamo, maybe to have an intervention? Like... 14 That's best bets. I'm all right with oh, best, oh, but the actual word hang best on, hang on. is You in sit there. down, you put your bets on, you enjoy your Saturday, yeah. you make a profit. It's it's controlled, disciplined punting. It's okay. always been a bugbear of mine. Yeah. Or, or you can just have an interest play in the two feature mm -hmm. races, which we've talked about in depth, and you can make your day stress-free by backing Uncommon James, mm -hmm. who I believe will cover your expenses for the day. Back to the Heath, where he absolutely loves it. So good there, last preparation. Good, but a little bit unsettled over the 1,000 scamper last start. Um, just looks a perfect race for the Queenslander. Uncommon, James. He's mentioned both of the horses that I want to... Uh, well, of course he has. He's <laughs> every runner on the day. <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, Caulfield, race six, number one. <clears throat> My whole day is going to revolve around Ayrton mm. getting back to form. He loves Caulfield. He's the right price. First up specialist. Go bang for me, please. And Renaissance Woman... In the last at Randwick, race 10. Beautiful. I think it's a really good each-way play. I feel a bit inadequate now because I only have the one best bet because that's what the idea of a best bet <laughs> is about. It is militarised. I think he's the best horse on the day in the race and I think the Labros Cox Plate is <clears> absolutely <throat> on his radar. I don't think he'll be the only three-year-old who goes there, but I am huge in the militarised. I like a couple of more, Uncommon James. Just quickly before we get the crystal ball, where do we see... The might and power. Alligator blood, 2,000 metres, question mark, but he's the best horse in the race, and weight for age in particular, just fine. His stable mate has to prove it. What do you make of that race? On with alligator blood, I think he'll either lead or just sit behind the lead. He's racing in terrific order. A few people are concerned he won't run a strong 2,000 metres. I think at this stage of his career, he will. Yeah, OK. Well, I, no pressure if he wants yeah. to take up the pace, is he? Do us. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little... I reckon there could be a blowout in that race. I, I, alligator blood, by far the best horse in the race, and... But it's, probably should win, not at that price. I'm not willing to back it in a Group 1 race of 2,000 metres at that price. But but the 2,000 metres... You either run a strong 2,000 or you don't. And I, I'm not certain he does. I love the Just Fine story, but it had a birthday and scrambled in yeah. last start, didn't it? You know, just. Like, I think it's, it's a preparation too early to be thinking it can be a Melbourne Cup horse. But anyway, that's... I could be wrong. Had a featherweight, got the job done. They all won at the... You know, that were on the short odds, but... If it beats Alligator Blood, I'll be absolutely mm. blown away. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be just fine who beats him, if anyone does. Just Ayrton, what a terrific story this horse would be if he can get back to the winner's list because he was a rising star. They knocked back a $5 million from, offer from Hong Kong, then lost form a little bit, then nearly died, got mm. bitten by a spider. But I know he's been doing some work in the last couple of weeks and this has been a target race. So hopefully back. Brownie and I can go back, bang baby. together. You'll hear me scream from Caulfield if it gets rolled. Are you there on track tomorrow, Quinny? I'll be at Caulfield. I had the choice yep. between going to Randwick and Caulfield, and I decided to stick with the MRC and get to the heat. Well, they do give you a lot of cash jobs, so that's understandable. Hey, quickly, crystal ball before we get out of here. What do you got for us? Uh, Bo Mertens will be the next Group 1 winning jockey of the spring.
don't know who we on which horse. I think uh, maybe attrition in the last at Corfit if uh, Millie's jewel goes under, but hasn't won a good well, one. Is it Verdad that's been really heavily backed for him as well at big odds, yeah. like 31 into 21 but or something? Has never ridden a Group One winner, and uh, he'll be the next one. Verdad will lead into the straight. I'll give you that. Oh, well, that's, that doesn't help punters. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Well, I am helping, I am helping no punters. Post oh, I'm, I'm helping punters. He won't win the race. <laughs> Amelia's Jewel will win at Caulfield and then go to Sydney Ooh. for the Ooh, Golden mail. Eagle and not contest the Ladbrokes mail, Cox Plate. No mail. No, it's just my reading between the lines. I think the Cox Plate will be there next year, the year after, and maybe the yeah. year after that, where the Golden Eagle does their one chance at the huge loot. Yeah, I'd love to see her in the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. Um, look, for me... A little bit of, little bit of sort of, hand on the heart with this one. Um, it's, it's a, an incredible weekend of racing. We're focused a lot on the thoroughbreds, obviously Caulfield Guineas. I mean, tonight we've got the Labrokes Million Dollar Chase Greyhound Racing. It's actually a 30-hour extravaganza, and then straight off the back of the huge Gallops Day tomorrow, we've got the best Victoria Cup in harness we've had in 20 years. And I'll be sitting in this studio with Unreal. Ryan Phelan and uh, and a few others. It's a tremendous race. 6.15, the coverage starts. You've got? Um, you got to give us a winner or two. Saturday night, we'll be desperate to reinvest yeah, some winnings I, from my I'm best I'm really bets. confident the real Sherlock will win the Victoria Derby. And I'm just as confident that Major Delight will win the Victoria Oaks. They're two of the Group 1s. Five Group 1s at Melton tomorrow night. So, um, And a champion mare. So, Amelia's Jewel goes round at 5.50. At 6.30, the champion mare of harness racing, Ladies in Red, comes back from a year out. So, um, tremendous meeting. But um, will hopefully... She will she win first up? Oh, by panels, I think. What odds? Yeah. Uh, being $2 into $1.70. That's okay. So, backable. So one, one, you can add it to your 38 Best bets for the weekend. So if I owned Amelia's Jewel or trained her, mainly if I owned her, I would be absolutely heading towards a Labrox Cox Blade. Absolutely without a, like, with not even a thought in my mind. But I'm feeling with the continual conjecture and the toing and froing and hearing them, and they've been so open with their confusion, I feel she's also going to go to Sydney, and I wouldn't do that. So my crystal ball is this. Here's the Labrox Cox Blade trifecta. Romantic Warrior wins. And thank you to the Labrokes traders who wound him out to $6 last you night. You think it'll win? Yep, Romantic Warrior will come back. And the only horse that can beat him? Militarise. And I'll be already on Hamo. So this is the, and then Gold Trip will come flying home and run a huge third. So the Labrokes Cox play trifecta. Romantic Warrior to beat Militarise. Gold Trip runs third. Got to add this to add to Brownie's point from earlier. The Mooney Valley Cox Plate Guide. Got Amelia's jewel on the front page of the it? model. So she might not even make it to the race. Oh, oh, no. Well, you know what? That counts. That absolutely counts. <laughs> oh, my word, Simon Miller, yeah. what are you thinking? Well, I mean, what I, why I would. He must I, have known then he wasn't going <laughs> to the race. <laughs> I, and what she did a couple of Friday nights ago gave me more confidence. It should have given them more confidence. Sit outside a hot tempo. Pride of Jenny can run really well tomorrow, by the way, based on that. Good luck to good, you. I wish good luck to you, mate. Well. It's been a great Good luck ride. to you. Can find a winner. <laughs> Outstanding for Oh, thanks to Ladbroke. See you next week.